Welcome to Oplo's podcast. I'm Bonita Chan, the Director of Marketing and External Relations at Oplo. In honor of International Women's Day 2022, we interviewed four inspiring women at Oplo. Get to know Liz, Jackie, Lisa, and Emma as they share with me the career advice and celebrate their accomplishments today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Liz, to celebrate International Women's Day, I have a few questions for the team, and the first one being, what is a personal story that you would like to celebrate today? So I'm going to take this one back to actually a, a similar conversation, you know, that we had in our first interview. But I've been thinking a lot about the career transition from Apple to Oklo and why I made that decision and how scary it was initially for me. And it was motivated on a bunch of different fronts, both like personally and professionally. On the personal side of things, I knew that you know I wanted to be working on something that I felt like could genuinely change the world, and that's not to say that the work that I was doing at Apple or the work that's done at Apple isn't impactful. But you know, for me, it was just really important to be doing something that that felt very important to me and for the world. So that that was something that was just an, an incredibly large pull for me. On the professional level, I wanted. Like、rapid growth as far as you know technical challenges and ownership and leadership, and you know I I think that I probably could have come across those things at Apple, but it wasn't going to be at the pace and at the magnitude that I wanted it to be. So that was something you know for my career that I knew that I wanted, and leaving Apple was really hard. Apple is a big, you know, established, stable company.、Um, you know, is making good salary. I loved my coworkers. I loved the projects that I was working on. Like all of that was was great. I really did enjoy my job there. Um, but these pulls were strong enough that I knew I needed to make a change, and and it, yeah, it was a really terrifying change jumping into an industry where you know I just really didn't know that much about nuclear energy, and then I was also transitioning to a small startup, and I didn't know what that would be like or how it would go, and you know it's been about two years since I've made that jump, and really genuinely everything has worked out so well,、um, you know both from the standpoint of I feel like I'm making this profound difference, and that the company is working towards something that's so important. And I have, you know, more ownership and leadership opportunities than I know what to do with, and so many different ways that I can be incredibly impactful in this company. And it's pushing me to grow and change, you know, in in all the ways that I wanted to grow and change professionally. So, change is hard.、Um, that transition was really scary for me,、um, but I did it, and it's going really well. And so that's that's you know something that I I would like to celebrate today. And I would like to celebrate that with you. It's, it's so exciting to have you join the team. Two years ago, and watch your team grow. You've now one of the directors and a part of the the leadership team. And as we grow and watch your team grow, it's just such an exciting thing that I also want to celebrate with you today. <laughs> so, transitioning to my second question, what is the best piece of career advice you have ever been given? And it's one of the questions that. I've really been enjoying asking the team. I'm learning learning so much. So I would love to to learn about you know what your best piece of advice that you've ever been given is.、Um, so the, I think the best piece of advice I've ever been given is that great ideas are less impactful if they're not communicated in the right way. And this is applicable you know to me in in virtually every context、um, in in my career, both for communicating technical ideas. Process change ideas, like really any suggestion that I want to make、um, and and communicate. So, 
you know, the implementation of this for me looks like when I want to communicate an idea, I think about how can I be clear? How can I be transparent? Um, what's the appropriate amount of context that this idea needs in order to be impactful? And how can I anticipate questions and concerns related to this idea? And so I find that when I take the time to think about the communication of an idea, it just goes so much better than when I don't take the time to think about those things. And better here really means like maybe the idea is taken more seriously, maybe the communication of the idea is more efficient, um, maybe everyone leaves with like a deeper understanding of the idea and the context, and just overall that idea is more impactful. So you know that advice has has taught me to just think a lot about the communication of of these you know ideas that I have. Communication is such a key part, especially with. The technical work that the engineering team does, communication, I think it's definitely an aspect that cannot be overlooked. My final question to you, Liz, is what is an action or decision that you're most proud of to date? Yeah, so for this one, um, I want to talk about an experience that I had at Apple where I got to work on a research and development team. Um, and we were a very small team um, working on this pretty novel concept um, for integration of display technology. And there was a lot of moments where, you know, the engineering work was hard and people thought that the idea wasn't necessarily feasible. Um, but, but we worked really hard and, and ended up actually getting a patent for the technology and now it's in the Apple Watch Series 7. Um, so it was this, you know, thing that while I didn't get to see the project through, because actually I left Apple um, before that product was released, you know, there's this patent that kind of is this triumphant showcase of, you know, engineering work and rigor and persistence um, for something that, you know, was was told many times like this wouldn't be feasible necessarily. So I'm, I'm very proud of that patent and the technology um, and, you know, that like learning experience um, of really innovating and, you know, being persistent um, with an idea. That's incredible. It must be so surreal to see the product now. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me, Jackie. What is your personal story that you would like to celebrate today? This is partially my personal story, but it's really about my mother because right now, as we speak, she is in her last day of work ever. She's retiring after a really amazing um an impactful career um, that she's had in law um, over many, many decades where she's worked with victims pretty much her whole whole career, whether she was at the district attorney's office or when she was the CEO of a, of a law firm and the work she's done with um, organizations that, that help with battered women and, and other victims of crime. She's just been amazing. And she did all of that while raising me. Um, which wow. is not always, not always easy. Uh, and, uh, and so I just want to celebrate her in this moment because having recently become a mother myself, I'm now very growing more and more familiar each day with the struggles of balancing, you know, motherhood and, and career. Um, and so now that I'm witnessing her celebrate this moment um, and looking back on her, her career, um, I'm just sort of overcome with gratitude and love and respect for all that she was able to accomplish, um, the lives she was able to touch while still, you know, sort of, leaving me with an incredibly positive memory. I never felt like um, sort of her career came over, you know, came above me, came before I did. And so that's an incredible achievement. And I know women are doing that every day, all day uh, around this country and around the world. But for, for today, I'd like to celebrate her and her moment. That is beautiful. What 
a milestone for for Mama yeah. Bear. That's that's. Yeah. I'm sure she is very proud of you. I'm, I I hope she gets to see this video as she retires and sort of watching you grow into this amazing professional that so many of us sort of look up to while juggling being a mother. It's I can't imagine just how busy your day is, and you still manage to to do all the great work that you do. So thank you for being an inspiration for so many of us. So going to my second question now, what is the best piece of advice, career advice you have ever been given? Yeah, so my piece of advice that I carry with me throughout every phase of my career is very simple. And it is simply always ask the question. And what that really is grounded in is essentially always come to every sort of engagement, every interaction in your career with intellectual honesty. Um, I think a lot of times, especially in the policy space, we are tempted to sort of pretend or not reveal that we know we may not have the answer to every question or know uh, sort of every ac acronym or um, every topic that's being discussed in a meeting uh, or, or convening or just one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, and I have found that, you know, I was very lucky to have received that advice by a couple of really um, key mentors in my life early on, and it took take that to heart. Um, and there's definitely been, you know, moments in my career from early days to even now having joined Oklo, um, where I just, I kind of feel that creeping um, sort of anxiety over, oh, should I ask this question while I come across stupid? Um, and I always lean into that advice and I ask it anyways. Um, and I typically find that there's other folks in the room that really were eager to hear the same piece of information or get clarity. Um, but, um, and honestly, I've, I've actually formed really important relationships with folks because I, I, I asked questions or I reached out even after meetings or reached out to experts, um, that knew more about something than I did with, with that sort of vulnerability and, and being honest about the fact that I don't have all the answers I don't know. Um, and so I think that regardless of sort of, um, which, uh, whether you work on policy, whether you're working on more of the tech side of something. Um, you know, intellectual honesty and always asking that question when, when you have it is, is really important and it's never the wrong, wrong move. That is such a great piece of advice that I think I'll take with me too. It's, it's so true. I think when you're in a position where you're unsure about something, it can be intimidating in a position where you have to sort of, okay, let's ask this question, but you're right when when oftentimes you are in a position where you're vulnerable or you're just curious, oftentimes it, it will pay back. Yeah. All right. So my final question is, what is the action or decision you're most proud of to date? So I would say it's fairly recent and I'm really proud of making the sort of career move and the jump that I did from the think tank and NGO space to working with Oaklo. To, to working with a company that is really blazing new trails and, and you know, working towards very soon, uh, you know, building the first and operating the first advanced reactor. Um, and for me, um, you know, the thing that I'm proud of uh, from that decision, it's sort of twofold. One, I made that decision while I was pregnant with, with my son, Jameson. And so it was a lot, yeah, it was a lot to, to sort of think through it's a lot of sort of plate spinning as I made that decision, um, but I'm really, really proud that I um, kind of went with my gut and um, 
you know, really was thoughtful about it um, and made the choice to sort of take all the experience that I had gained um, from the years I spent in the, in the NGO and think tank space working on policy and really moving into a place where I can apply that practically, right? Uh, to put this, put this experience and knowledge into practice to actually help build something. And so, you know, I've been with Oklo now for almost a year and I haven't regretted that decision for a second. I'm grateful for it every day and, you know, really, really proud of the way that I'm able to sort of bring that experience um, into this team and, and help us, help us move forward, help us, help us drive towards our mission. Yeah. And then a year later, you are growing your team, which is so incredible to watch and witness. It's truly motivational. So I'm excited to, to watch you grow that team, the government affairs team within Oklo and us working really hard as a team to deploy our powerhouses. Yes. Amen. Indeed. Lisa, you're one of our latest hire. So we're really excited to have you on the engineering team. I would love to pose this first question to you, which is what is your personal story that you would like to celebrate today? Yeah. So I think it's not a very um, particular story, but something I want to celebrate is, and I'm really proud of, is the fact that throughout my career, people have been um, very proud and happy to work with me. Um, people have given me a lot of feedback that, you know, I did a good job and I work in a way that I'm very collaborative with people. I'm not very confrontational. Um, basically, we all have the same goal. And yeah. um, I think the best way to accomplish that goal is to work well with other people. And I think that's kind of something that's that women don't value enough. Um, in my career, there were a lot of people that you get things done by yelling at people, by um, sometimes, you know, being more aggressive. And that was never me. Um, and so at the beginning, it seemed like I was going slower than my male counterparts. But as I progressed, I've realized that people love that. People love working with me for that reason. And I'm really proud of it. Um, I hope it continues here at Oklo. Thank you. Thank you for that. And it brings back a lot of memories for me too, as you're saying this, because working in sort of the technical and nuclear industry in particular, which before Oklo, I was in the nuclear industry for a while. And that is the exact same experience actually that I've had, that a lot of my colleagues have maybe a different approach or different style um, that may be more authoritative mm -hmm. and having characteristics and personalities that don't really can relate to that it's I find in the initially I find it a little challenging in the sense that you know no one else is sort of communicating or working the way that I am but it's so rewarding when you do get feedback and comments about oh my gosh, this is so refreshing, you know, having someone that is willing to collaborate and, and, and really work together in a collaborative way um, makes a lot of, makes a huge difference. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And it's something that I have also found in, in working in the industry. And I'm so glad to have someone like you on our team to really highlight those characteristics to, to make sure that we continue that at Oklo. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally agree. The beginning of my career was mostly working with 
people who'd been in the industry for 20 yeah. years and it was okay to get this done. You push, push, push um, until it's done. And it's, it was kind of nice after working there for five years that we kind of got to a point where it was like, why don't we just ask and just work together? And it seems to me that things get done faster. At the end of the day, everyone's happier. It's so true. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my second question to you is, what is the best piece of career advice you have ever been given? So I have two. Um, the first one that I have is you should love what you do four days a week. The fifth day a week, you might have to do something difficult or you might have to do something you don't like. You know, it is work. You got to work the extra 12 hours to get something done, but you should be happy to be doing it four days a week. Um, and I think in engineering, I found that um, things are hard, um, but that's why we do it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm still uh, working in engineering rather than switching to something else. Uh, oh, and- wow. That is a really good piece of advice. I've never thought of it that way because mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's world, there may be something that you're like, oh, dreading that, but it's got to be done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and the other one that I have is has been difficult for me to incorporate, but um, it's really just ask for what you want. Um, I think that when I started off, I was too nervous or scared to just ask for something. I didn't want to get in people's way. Um, I didn't want to inconvenience people, but uh, just ask. And (laughs) usually people just give it to you and life is easier. Um, so I think that's a really good piece of advice, especially for people starting out. It's okay to just ask. That's something that I constantly strive to be better at as well as to ask those questions and, and advocate for myself. So yeah, those are two really good advice. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because it's such a nice reminder to just refresh that. So my third and final question is the action or decision that you are the most proud of. Yeah, so generally, I'm most proud that I stuck with nuclear. You know, I started off in 2014 working on nuclear because as a young engineer, I just thought it was a good idea. You know, you look at the power density of nuclear versus other types of energy, and it just seemed obvious to me. This was before I sort of realized all the regulatory blocks and all the politics around it. But I'm really proud that I stuck with it when I was in grad school. Um, nobody wanted to work on the nuclear projects or that we had to do capstone projects and everyone wanted to do data center cooling and um, finance and stuff that was really hot right at that moment. But all alone on my own project, I stuck with (laughs) nuclear um, and I stuck with it after school, uh, even, you know, working on traditional light water reactors for five years. And a lot of times um, there were a lot of days that I thought, is this the right decision? Is my career not going to go anywhere because I'm working on these 60-year-old reactors that are going to shut down soon? A lot of people around me told me I should get out of it, but I stuck with it, and I'm really proud of that. I think working at Oakville, I'm really excited to bring new reactors to the world, and I think that it's a good thing for the world, and I can actually make an impact. So I'm proud that I stuck with it, even when it seemed like maybe it wasn't the best idea. Um, because now I think we can do it. 
Definitely. I'm I'm so pleased you're in the industry still so that we can have you working on Opal Project. Thank you so much. Those are all the three questions that I have. Emma, what is your personal story that you would like to celebrate today? Well, yeah, thanks, Bonita. I'm excited to talk about International Women's Day. There are a lot of women who have contributed immense amounts to nuclear since the very beginning of nuclear. And so it's cool to celebrate how women are continuing to contribute to advanced nuclear today. I guess a per- personal story that I could talk about, or I've been a part of at least for a long time now. For the last six years, I've been pretty active in nuclear advocacy, in talking about, because I became a nuclear engineer for environmental reasons and humanitarian reasons. And there wasn't really much of a pro-nuclear environmental movement going on six years ago. Um, you know, it's just been really cool over the last six years to see how much that has grown and how much we're seeing progress happening, both in terms of like existing nuclear power plants being kept open and uh, and then, you know, advocating for, for communities to, to evaluate advanced nuclear. So just being part of like the community that has done things like, you know, West Virginia is looking at overturning their moratorium. Montana has been doing some work on that. Lots of other states are considering nuclear now because it's an important part of uh, achieving a clean energy, um, you know, zero carbon economy. So uh, I don't, I know that's not like a super personal story, but it's been something that I've been actively a part of for so long that it's been cool to see, to witness it from that perspective and see it grow. And it's inspiring for me to witness it from my angle, because I see a lot of your, your work in, in that space. And it's truly inspirational because it is a lot of time. It is a lot of work, but you can tell that you've, you're passionate about communicating these things to the public. And we've come a long way, I think, for the industry. And you are seeing this emergence of people really appreciating and wanting nuclear plants to stay open and also being excited about the next generation of reactors coming online. So thank you so much for all your great work. I know that you guys actually, for Mothers of Nuclear, you guys just launched a campaign also, right? Yeah, we've been doing the shirts. We're also doing like letter writing campaigns. And so there's always things that, you know, you need to, that we need to have that we're doing to try to like spread the word and get people to get involved. It's a really fun community to be a part of too. It's like, I do this in large part because it's like people that I find inspiring and that are super fun to hang out with. Um, And it's also just like a bunch of young people who care about the future. And so it's just, you know, a completely different kind of value set that's been, that's been recognized and that this technology like really meets this, this set of values about caring about, you know, energy justice and caring about, um, about, you know, manage, mitigating climate change impacts. So, um, so yeah, it's just like a fun group to hang out with, honestly, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. But the shirts are cool too. The shirts so, are yeah. very cool. I cannot wait <laughs> to order one myself. And moving on to my second question to you, Emma, what is the best piece of career advice you have ever given? Yeah, this is a one I was, I was thinking about this question and I don't think it's like advice so much as it was a question. And so like when I was coming out of my nuclear engineering degree, I had, you know, I had different options of things that I could do. And somebody asked me like, what do you really want to do? Like, (laughs) I know that that seems really simple, but it was like, you know, I was faced with, uh, with a couple of different options and paths and opportunities I could pursue. And 
I hadn't yet reached out to Oklo. Um, and I was like, what I really, what I really want to do is there's one company, I think it's doing a lot of this stuff right. And so it was something where like, just being asked, like, what do you really want to do? And thinking outside of like, what are the op options that are directly in front of your face? But like thinking through like, what other options could you create to pursue what you really think is important to do is, I guess that's what it really got to. It's like thinking through what do I really want to do? And then how to, how to just pursue doing that. I think it's something that it's so valuable to, to keep in your mind. And also one that may get distracted. You, you can so easily get distracted and maybe lose track of that. So thank you for sharing that. My final question to you is, what is the action or decision that you are most proud of to date? I mean, that's a, that's a hard one. Cause there's lots of things like, you know, I'm like happy. I got a dog. I don't know. There's things like that, but it's also like, uh, the biggest one for me, um, that I'm really proud of is like, you know, I have a, my undergrad was environmental studies and that's a, you know, social science degree and deciding to go back to the school to become a nuclear engineer was a not an easy choice because it meant I had to go back to undergrad. So it's like, okay, I had to go back to undergrad to redo my engineering prerequisites, but, um, but it's like the decision to pursue becoming a nuclear engineer, um, because it's like, you know, having that kind of background is really helpful in doing everything from helping develop the technology to doing advocacy. Um, so that's the decision I think I'm most proud of is just deciding to go back to, you know, go back to, to school to become a nuclear engineer to backtrack a bit in order to advance into something that you really want to be doing. I mean, I got distracted, originally wanted to get into to psychology and do child therapy because it was so daunting, the idea of going back to school. But thankfully, it worked out for me and I'm in a career path that I just absolutely love. But yeah, it's it can be daunting to go back. I'm so glad that you did, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's it's there's and if anybody watching this wants to like talk through going back to school for especially going back to school for engineering um please get a hold of me I'm happy to talk through like you know the path I took and how I did it and and you know share share insights on that because it's a it's a kind of weird path and yeah. um but you shouldn't be afraid of pursuing it yeah, I'm so glad you're highlighting that point. So anyone that's listening to this, for sure, give Emma a shout. 